The following sermon was delivered by Rev. Laurel Gray at the Unitarian Universalist Congregational Society of Westboro, Massachusetts. I grew up in a Unitarian Universalist congregation in southern Rhode Island, where the majority of the congregants were former Catholics. That meant that they were all expected to go to Christmas Eve Mass with their families. So we had the strange and delightful tradition of having Christmas Eve Eve service. The service itself was a bizarre mishmash of trying to talk about Christmas and be joyful, while also being wary of Jesus and the whole Christianity thing. And so my sister and I would spend the whole service trying not to giggle inappropriately. And one year, the whole Christmas story was told from the point of view of one of the farm animals, watching the birth of Jesus and the arrival of the shepherds and wise men from the comfort of their hay in the corner. And I was maybe 14 or 15, and I remember wondering if we were veering too close to sacrilege and thinking... Only the UUs would tell the Christmas story from the point of view of a farm animal and not think it's weird. Maybe I should have known I would become a minister. And in truth, I don't think we need to occupy the perspective of the cows and the donkeys to make room in the Christmas story for a diversity of experiences. I do think it's important to let the story be complicated and magical and painful like any birth story. Because the holidays are so often portrayed in a very one-note tune. Everyone's happy, and everyone loves everyone, and everything is perfect, and you'll probably fall in love when you go home and save the family in slash Christmas tree farm. That story isn't very helpful. It creates all this dissonance between expectations and real life, and can make this and can make this time of year even more excruciating for people who are struggling for any number of reasons. And the Christmas Eve story, the biblical one that we read, it's actually really messy, which isn't just a fun costuming choice by the storytellers, it's the point of the story. The word Emmanuel means God with us. So when we sing O come O come Emmanuel, we're asking the, that the God of the heavens meet us in the flesh and reality of being human. From a Christian theological perspective, Jesus, that babe born in the manger wrapped in rags, he is God coming into the world to expu- experience human suffering in order to be with us in our human suffering. Liberation theologians call this accompaniment, this being with in the fullness of human pain. Nothing about that is glossy or sugar-coated or filtered. The mess is the point. The intimacy of knowing and loving someone in their hardest moments is the point. And when you look at this story, there is a whole lot of humanity. Look at Mary, a young unwed woman giving birth in a barn without any assistance. And maybe you remember that last year I preached about the concept of virginity and how the actual meaning of the word was knowing your intrinsic worth. 
So Mary is a woman discounted by society, struggling through labor, who is still incredibly deeply grounded in her own worth and her own power. Then there's Joseph, who was totally overwhelmed and wanted to bail until an angel came and scolded him, which was both effective and I imagine even more bewildering. And he's trying to find shelter for Mary, who's about to go into labor, and he has no idea what to do to ease her pain. And his baby is about to be born, and he doesn't really know what to do, and he just hopes Mary and the baby don't die. And then there's the innkeeper, who seems kind of burnt out and overloaded, unable to muster any compassion or assistance, which suggests he's lost touch with the world and forgotten his own humanity or is so lost in his own pain that he can't see what's in front of him. And really, a hardened heart is not an enviable thing. What about the shepherds who are first to read the signs and believe that the world is changing, making the journey even before the wise men, hoping that maybe, just maybe, a new world is being born, all while trying to get a bunch of sheep to keep up and not get eaten by wild animals? Or the wise men who gather up their most precious gifts to bring to a babe who is supposed to be the Messiah. When, keep in mind, that scriptures said that those who saw the face of God would die instantly. And there had been that Moses guy who saw God in the form of a great burning bush and then was talked into being a prophet when he really didn't want to be one. So this isn't a particularly chill situation for them. Will the baby be cute? Or will it turn you to stone? Hard to know. Definitely bring the myrrh. And all of this is happening under a tyrannical empire, which is why they're all on the road in the first place. King Herod is forcing a census because he's heard the rumors, too, that a babe will be born who will capture the hearts of the masses and teach an ethic of love that will be the single greatest threat to the empire. So no one in this story is drinking eggnog in their white cable knit sweater. Everyone's outside and probably smells weird and is kind of freaked out and dehydrated and probably needs a snack, but it's also overcome by hope and love and faith that a better world is possible. And that feels more relatable to me after all the suffering of the last few years, especially. And then amidst it all, the baby is born. Amidst all that struggle and danger and oppression, the baby is safe and whole and sweet. And this is only the beginning of his story. The baby becomes a man who does threaten the empire, who still threatens empires, who teaches that the greatest commandment is to love God and love your neighbor as yourself, especially the outcasts. And in truth, if we're paying attention to the story, love of God and love of neighbor might really be the same thing. See, we don't have to make light of the story to make sense of it. We don't even have to take it as truth to find truth in it. To be human is to know suffering and love and joy and messy hope. We are creatures wired for connection, and if anything, this story makes room for us, however we come to this moment. So maybe choose a buddy, a perspective that helps you know you're not alone. Maybe Mary can be your companion through this season, 
inviting you into your own power amidst the birth pains of change. Or maybe it's Joseph or the innkeeper, both a little overwhelmed, the shepherds or or the wise men in their hopefulness. There's space in the story for whatever you're holding right now. A story about the sacred embodied in the human experience means that we are never alone, that we are all inextricably connected, and the task of living is to love fully. So on this Christmas Eve, may it be so, blessed be, and amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about what's happening at UUCSW or for ways to get involved, visit us online at uucsw.org. All are welcome.